You are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hey, this is a Chirp Artist interview. I am Ninja hanging out with Chicago's own OK Cool. Introduce yourselves and what it is you do in the band. So my name is Bridget. Live, I play guitar and sing. For our recordings, I also play drums. And my name's Haley, and I primarily play bass. And then on the record, I did play some guitar and do a little bit of vocals, too. Give me a little history on how the band got started. Me and Bridget have been friends for a handful of years now. I think we, what what would he say, is like seven or something crazy like that? Probably, probably, yeah. Something insane like that, yeah. It seems like a lot to us, but you don't know us, so you don't know if that's crazy or not. But it is. (laughs) Um, And we met back um, when I was looking for someone to join a cover band that I was in, um, and I had found Bridget online, and then that kind of just led to us being in bands continuously. So we were in two bands together before this one, and then we just kind of decided, you know, we wanted to try writing for ourselves. And I think the pandemic really helped facilitate the, like, sit down and and work on things together process. And that's kind of how OK Cool was born. Talk a little bit then about from the inception of OK Cool to now, what has been some of the challenges in coming up in the music scene in Chicago? I think the biggest hurdle to start with was just that like neither of us really had ever tried songwriting before. And then we also had to kind of decide, you know, who was going to sing. And that was really scary for for live shows. I know Bridget struggled with that for a while. And I think she would say she still does, but she sounds great. Yeah, I still do. Doesn't mean I'm not struggling. (laughs) But I mean, overall, like the community itself is so welcoming and so kind. So I don't know that we really struggled there. I think we just like kept talking to people and going to shows and you just kind of build your own little world in there. Just like discovering the depth of talent here is is absolutely ridiculous. There's no shortage of of good bands. So I think it's pretty easy to, to make friends and to make connections that way and you can lift each other up like that. Yeah, I think one of the hardest parts is just like once you have the music, figuring out how to spread it to the masses and that's something we're still kind of workshopping every time we do a release. So do you feel more comfortable singing in a studio setting than you do live? What's the difference like for that? I feel most comfortable when I'm able to record vocals alone in my room. Beyond that, any number of people in the room with me or, or listening to me is... I wish it didn't affect the singing but it it just does i mean it's the same for like recording anything like really like recording drums in front of people that was scary recording guitar in front of people even if it's just you know Haley and the audio engineer it all is a form of performance anxiety that i can't quite shake like i i've only sang backups live as of as of now but that's going to change because i know there's one that i sang on the new album but just recording that song in the studio felt extra embarrassing i think more than playing it live will just because it's like so intimate with just like two people in the room it's like extra i don't know yeah and when you're recording it you're wearing headphones so they can't even hear the music behind it's just you so you mentioned the new album let's let's start with the basics what when you know, how many tracks you talked a little bit about moving up from backup vocals. What else is kind of new and exciting about the forthcoming release? So the album is called Fawn. Uh, it is technically an EP. It's got eight songs on it, but it clocks in at a nice 17 minutes. There's definitely more acoustic guitar than before. 
um, which is something I wanted to hit. There's a little bit more sampling going on than before, just because I've gotten really into music that uses samples and hip hop and just experimental stuff. Just like I'm, I'm getting really interested into how to make like more weird noises that I hear on stuff that I like. Haley's like written before, but this is her first time on main vocals, uh, which is awesome. I love to, you know, share the weight of that. And you're going to do a record release show May 4th for Fawn. Who's on the bill with you for that? How did you put that show together? That's going to be at Shuba's, and it's with the bands Scarlet Demore and Background Character. Um, Scarlet Demore, the first time I saw them, I was just absolutely blown away. Like they are tearing up the music scene right now, um, and it's so deserved. Yeah, we were thinking about who who to put on it, and Bridget was like, "It's got to be Scarlet Demore." I I just think they rule. I honestly just want an excuse to see them again. <laughs> They really struck me, like, especially not only just the songs themselves are just so good. It's like it reminds me of No Doubt a little bit, but a little bit more like heavier. Like the thing that struck me, too, is that Kathleen Singer, like in one of her songs, she takes her mic. It's it's like a wireless mic. And she like goes like romping and jumping into the crowd and just like starts laughing. And I think that is like the coolest thing in the world. And they've just got a lot of hype around them. So I thought it would be a good fit. Uh, we wanted to try and do three bands for this one um, so people wouldn't get bored and leave before we play. <laughs> but I also, I, me personally, like I want to make a show that I would want to go to. And so I think that's yeah. a really good ask, especially on a weekday. I feel like yeah. a three band bill is really solid. And then as far as background character goes, like I think they are one of the best kept secrets of Chicago, like as far as the local scene goes. And I think their stuff, I think both these band stuff go really well with us too. Who else do you admire musically, either contemporaries here in the scene or, or things that you sort of grew up on? I mean, as far as grew up on, I I would listen to a lot of like the stuff my dad would play in the car. So like Cake and Jimmy Eat World and it just kind of like 2000s kind of rocky stuff. As for the scene, I've still been listening to a lot of Gosh Diggity and I know they're putting out some cool stuff right now. Yes, they're the best. The Trunchies are someone I, they just released a EP and it's amazing. As far as like musically inspired, I mean, Green Day was my first favorite band, but like they brought so much more to my attention than just the music. It's like as writers of like two rock operas, like that really introduced the importance of establishing some sort of concept or I hate using the word brand, but like identity, making that known and making that apparent and like world building and, and all of that cool stuff they do. And also their amazing live shows. And we were both really into 21 Pilots for a long time too. And that really inspired me just seeing like all the different ways you can make a show, all the different like strategies you can use to like write a song and the things you can put in there that might be weird, but if they're fun to you, then do it. I like hip hop. I like grungier stuff. I used to like pop punk in high school. So I think like I just like keep widening my lens to try and grab inspiration from more and more people, I think, as the years go on. Like I really got into Brockhampton for a long time. I'm really into Alex G right now. <laughs> I just like finding new stuff that I really admire and trying to figure out what I can draw from them and use as inspiration for myself and my writing. Is there any kind of process for either of you where a song starts? Is it is it a drum beat? Is it a found sound? Is it where do songs tend to be born in your brain and take off from there? I feel like I wish I knew because if I did, I wouldn't be able to, to trigger it and capture it whenever I wanted to. But I, like, honestly, for me, it just feels like it, it strikes me. Like one day I just want to write a song and a lot of days that's not the case, but it's like it definitely helps if I've been playing around or trying to force it, but it's 
it's really just a mood for me. We usually all, I'll end up putting some guitar down. It's it's really hard for me to start with drums because I don't have access to drums in my apartment. That's usually the last thing that I'm able to record. I've played around a bit with like fake beats and logic, but I'm definitely not good at it and don't actually know what I'm doing. So usually I'll just be kind of playing around with like effects on logic or trying some sort of effect that I hadn't tried before in order to disperse something. But having said that, like also for me, it's like most days I'm not writing. It really, really has to come to me. I'll have like some like a couple like little snippets here and there on my notes as far as like lyrics go. But most times it, it has to happen in one sitting from like zero to a hundred, which is just yeah. like so whack. Honestly, for me, it feels like a melody just like, like it just goes into my head and I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And I just kind of, I don't know. It starts with like a line or something. I'll have that same kind of thing and I'll try to develop it. And then I'll get to like three hours in and be like, I don't like it anymore. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> most of the time we'll send each other something and it's like, uh, this isn't even good, but I just work done it for so long you should probably hear it you know yeah and then i think like based on like what the other person thinks too and they're like oh i really like all of this or oh i want to develop this one part we can usually try to take it from there is there anything on the new record that came about that way where one of you is like i don't like this but i'm sending it to you anyway and now it's on fawn honestly every song that we ever send to each other i feel like we feel that way (laughs) truly 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 yeah (laughs) it's so hard to tell right right after you've made it if you spent so much time like just sitting there with your headphones on just listening to the same song and and making it up like it feels so fake and then you like send it to someone else and until you have outside perspective it's really hard to tell if it's good at all honestly for me we like everything we like each other makes but i think like it's just a good way to measure like how much like momentum the other person wants to give it to keep working on it. And that I think can either confirm or like disconfirm, that's not a word, but your own perception of it. I mean, like still, like if I really hate something, I won't move forward. But like there's a new song on on there called Treat Me Nice that I almost I really was like kind of hesitant about putting on. I don't know. I For whatever reason, like I want to make sure things are cohesive. Uh, I want to make sure things like are worth putting on and, and stuff like that. But it, it is really helpful because like, you know, Haley was the one to really push and say, like, I want this on there. And like it can kind of serve as a, a check in for me to say, like, OK, like there must some, be something really likable about this. Like, I'll follow that. I mean, that makes total sense. There's also just audio fatigue. Like when you listen to the same thing over and over and over again, like you have to put it down or you can't get the space from it. Yeah. And I feel like I can never get enough space from our songs to really know if they're good or not, honestly. Oh, 100%. What I do know, though, is that I like Haley has good taste. And so that's good to like keep in my mind to like kind of weigh against the opinions. Yeah. If Bridget really thought it was bad, she wouldn't like publicly embarrass us. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like I'm already public embarrassing us. Like (laughs) we want so badly to not be embarrassed. I wouldn't put my name on something and my face behind it if I felt like it was going to be really cringy in the end. So is there a five-year plan for Okay Cool? Oh God. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't even have a five-year plan for my life. We're just going to keep making tunes. I think, honestly, I like the casualness kind of of the band. I don't know if it's like, it's not totally casual, but it's just like... We definitely don't make ourselves right. Yeah, we're just like, we're just two buds. We're just hanging out. Sometimes we make music, sometimes we don't. And I don't know, I, I think it's good to not take it too seriously. Thank 
you to Bridget and Haley. Okay, cool, for joining me today. Really appreciate your time, and uh, good luck with the new record. Fawn. Thank, Thank you so, you much, so much. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. 